welcome to Road to Billions podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur, with your host, Moise Bertrand. Everybody, it is your host, Moise Bertrand, man, and uh, I missed you guys. Honestly, I missed you guys. I've been working on real estate. I've been working on some great things and um, working on myself. You know, I'm always on a journey of bettering myself. And if you guys won't see me, you guys won't see me as much on social media. I don't like it. It's not for me anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's it's burnt out, man. It's it's burnt out. But I'm gonna go talk about all that, man, later on this episode. But first and foremost, you guys, give me a rate and review. Share this podcast. Let others know. Hey, listen, Moises speaking on this podcast. You gotta check this out, girl. You gotta check this out, guy. You know, you guys know how to do it. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you guys first and foremost. That's that's what I always want to let you guys know. For those who always tune in every week, um, every episode, give me some feedback. I really appreciate you guys because. Give me that feedback. Let's me know you're listening. You you interpreting the information. You understanding it, and shit. You know I'm always real. You know I don't like to be a hundred. I don't like to not be a hundred on my podcast. So I'm very transparent. So for those who do follow the journey, I'm I'm appreciative of you of always. Um, but I'm gonna make it really simple today because people been asking me constantly, and you know I try to tell people listen to the podcast because the podcast is gonna give you the answers. You guys can stop. You guys can repeat it. You guys can do anything you want, and you guys can continuously grow um, just following along with the information on the podcast. And I see myself reiterating information I, you know, learned. So I, reg- I regurgitate it to you guys. You know, that's a foul word to use, but I'm just going to use that for right now. I'm just going to give you feedback and, you know, give you spark notes about things I learned and what I've been, um, you know, experiencing over these last couple of weeks. But this episode, I'm going to teach you guys pretty much some easy, easy, easy steps of buying your first house, the most affordable way, the most cheapest way, the quickest way as well. So let's just say you don't know where to start from. You you cold blank. You don't know where to start from in real estate. You see in the market, you, you're afraid. You don't know. You don't even know where to start from. First and foremost, how's your credit? Ask yourself that. Your credit is going to be your biggest friend and your biggest L in this if you don't have it up to par. But I'm going to give you guys an alternative of that if you guys have a problem with that as well. So let's just say scenario A, you have great credit. Your credit is 620 plus. So now your next step is to look at where you're going to invest in. How much do you have saved up? How much are you willing to spend? So understand with you being a homeowner, I would recommend if you guys are using anything exceptional for um, and if you guys hear any type of, um, you know, lawnmowers, anything outside, I'm actually in front of my window um, in my room. So I apologize, man. But, you know, I got to get the grind going. Um, but let me get back to what I was saying. So you want to make sure your credit is good. And you want to make sure you understand where you're investing at. How much do you want to spend? Is it affordable for you to buy at? Is it cheaper? Find out first. And what's affordable to you may not be affordable to me. What's affordable to me may not be affordable to you. So you guys get that vice versa. Um, So know what you want to do. After you figure that out, after you've done your research, after you figured out, okay, I don't want to maybe go into buying a single family home. I may want to buy a duplex or a triplex or a multifamily home apartment building. Well, you know, first you got to do up to a quad, which is four units, but you telling yourself you know what you already want to do. That's you already have a clear vision. You go ahead and reach out to a realtor. You reach out to a realtor. That's if you're you know, that's that's that don't matter if you're in that area or you're not in that area. If you're not investing in your area, then you're not considered a long like a long distance investor. 
But I would recommend you still being able to go out there and still having some f- familiarity with the area or having people who could give you some feedback about the area because that's your biggest um, indicator there about the growth. Um, so you, of course, get in contact with a realtor and your realtor is going to be your, bit, your, your best friend. You know, Everybody has to make money. So don't feel bad if your realtor is trying to push for a price because everybody's trying to make money. Everybody's trying to close out on the deal. But don't feel bad working your realtor too if you feel like you need all the questions and resources answered and at your fingertips because they're pretty much the middleman to everything you have and need. Um, so get in contact with a realtor. Let them know about your situation. Hey, I'm trying to invest in this. Uh, I'm trying to invest. I'm looking for multifamily units that's under $200,000 that needs some fixer-upper repairs that I could pr- provide a good spread on ARV. So you want to make sure anytime you buy property, you're not buying it fully rehabbed, renovated, et cetera, et cetera, unless you're just going to be using it as a turnkey property, which is essentially saying the property has already been turned into the most you know, highest potential, this max max potential. It's rehab is fully done, new floors, new kitchen, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's done already. And they sell you at retail price. And then now you're using it as a turnkey property where you don't have to make any renovations. It's already up and running. And you was simply just moving. You could use this for multifamily too because multifamilies, a lot of people who are selling turnkey properties, they sell them already renovated. If not, they could just sell you at a more discounted price and you could buy it at a cheaper, um, you know, cheaper price um but let's just say you're buying it as a renovated turnkey property already and you're telling yourself well it's two sides to this i'm gonna live on one side and this is if you're if you already have a basic credit of 620 plus um and if you don't have good credit listen guys don't beat yourself for um beat yourself for for you know just go find a job go get some money just pay off all your debts Call your realtor, call your creditor, and then get that situated. But I'll I'll provide you guys with the steps on the on another episode. But you know, find out exactly what you're gonna do with this house. Are you gonna renovate it yourself so you want to buy it at a cheaper price, or you just want to buy it as renovated already and you just move in? Either or, it's good because if you're moving in and you want to use this as an investment property for the next year and you want to save money, use an FHA loan. And an FHA loan is pretty much a federal housing agreement. That's allowing any first-time home buyers to use to put down 3.5% down of the home value. So you pretty much at a hundred thousand dollar house, you buying it for thirty-five hundred dollars, you putting down thirty-five hundred dollars down. Yeah, yeah, and that's excluding closing costs. So don't think thirty-five hundred is just going to be thirty-five hundred here and you get a big brick and mortar. No, you got to put down thirty-five hundred plus closing costs, fees for transfer of titles, etc. So miscellaneous, and that's pretty much uh, two to four percent of um, the loan, probably more probably 2 to 5%, to be honest, um, of the loan closing costs. So always make sure you check in with that when you're finalizing the deal. But um, let's just say you just need eight grand in total for the whole spot. You got eight grand in total, boom, you got this nice duplex. You're living on one side and the mortgage on that now, of course, you're probably paying six, $700. So one side, you're running it out already. Probably the mortgage on that already, to be honest, you guys, you're going to be getting a lot cheaper mortgage if your credit is good because that's what one that's one of the main things you want to always think about, you know, especially if you're getting for a 30 year because owner occupied. So you will be bypassing the essential residential family living life, coming into buying your first dream home as a family and opposed to buying it as a single person because now you buy it as a single person, you could dictate the rent, you know, and you could actually lower your mortgage costs. And your rent, if you already have someone living on the other side, depending on how you structure your payments, 
and you know how much you're running out for. But you really could live really free or really reducely reduce your housing income, which is about 30%, you guys, of your yearly cost. 30% is your yearly cost that you spend on living. So think about this. So you live on one side, the other side is running out. So let's just say the whole building rents out. Um, you run out, you pretty much paid a mortgage on the building for like 600 and you run out the other side for 800. Yeah, most people, I'm like, man, man, that's only $200. Well, you're living on one side, right? You already have one side that's occupied with yourself. But the great thing about the FHA, you guys, and I'm gonna give you guys a little quick game. You guys, you guys won't hear a lot of people give you game. This is why you come to Roll the Billions podcast, god damn it, to learn some information here. <laughs> So you come, you get your FHA, right? You live on one side. So it rents out. Let's just say you rent out that other side for 800 You pay your mortgage on it, on the house for $500, $600. Let's just say it, it counts it out to 800 because you got to pay insurance. So you don't pay no mortgage. You don't pay no, um, the mortgage is already paid for, insurance is paid for, boom. You're living for free, right? Even though you're not making money, you're living for free. When I tell you if you could save eight to $1,200 a month on rent, $1,700, $2,000, $3,000 on rent, how much you ever spent on rent, you know how much wealthier, richer you're going to get? If you could save a year of rent free, you know, if you're making, let's just say, six grand a, a month, right? Ten grand a month, right? Just to make it easier. You're making $100,000 a year and your rent is 2700 right? Now you're down already, right? And you still have car payments. But if you take away that big chunk, 2700 right? And you just say, well, I don't have to pay rent no more, right? You don't pay rent. You have this still 100k job, and you live you live in this in this duplex that's shared by this other side by somebody else. But now you brought your overhead expenses so low to a point where you're getting racks in your account, and you didn't even know you were saving that much money now until you made this change. You know, so a great thing about the FHA loan is that, of course, you price it just how you want to be as a landlord, but you get to actually move out that house after a year. You know, you can move out. You have to stay in it for a minimum for a year. You can't just move in and just be like, oh, I'm going to move out in three months. No, they will get you, people. Folks, them folks will come get you. You know, they will say you need to pay back this loan, you know, ASAP. Um, do on do on this day. You need to pay this loan back or you're going to get foreclosed. So <laughs> I don't want to scare you guys, but this is real life stuff. Um, people try it. People don't succeed. It's the FHA. Come on, guys. Just take advantage of it. Use it for your goodness of heart. Um, and if you can't afford it, don't buy no house. You don't need to be buying a house because a house is more maintenance than what you see, you know. So don't afford a house you can't really buy in the end. Um, that's the biggest thing. And also consult with, you know, your realtor to make sure this is an area that's appreciating because you don't want to buy a house that's just staying at whatever price it is. That's just no good. Um, so that's that. Also, with the FHA, you can actually sell this house after two years and don't pay any capital gains tax. I had to take a sip of my juice because I just gave you guys a gem that people don't tell people. After two years, you don't pay no capital gains tax on your FHA if you sell that house. Now, why would I care about capital gains tax? Why would I care about FHA? Why would I care about any of this? Well, the point in life is let's see who could make the richest the quickest doing the less. Work smarter, not harder, people. If I told you guys if I knew this already about when I was in college, I would have took advantage of it. But unfortunately, I didn't. But I still have my, I didn't, never use an FHA. So I still have that. So you guys are only getting ideas of what to do. 
You don't have to necessarily say, well, I have to use FHA. I'm not telling you guys to use a FHA. I'm just telling you guys the most affordable and easier, easiest way to get into real estate is to get into the FHA lane. Now, with the second part, bad credit. If you have bad credit, this is the thing, you guys. I'm not telling you guys to not be looking into real estate. I'm just telling you, you better have some great networking skills because people who are great networkers, they succeed in life because by who they know, you know, and you don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know who's probably going to help you out and whatever trial or tribulation or trouble you're in. So you always want to make sure you're always reaching out, networking with people, different types of people, explaining your story, telling people you're the greatest, et cetera, et cetera. You guys get the bigger picture. Um, so you guys do that. So with the credit being messed up, make sure you always call the scenario of what do I need to focus on Focus on now? Do you need to focus on the house right now? You know, to be honest, do you want to have that burden of credit and a house at the same time? Because most lenders, they're not going to give you, um, you know, a loan on a house that you have bad credit on, unfortunately. But you still could get a loan. But at what price? That's like you paying for a house and they're killing you with the interest rates. Um, and now you're being backed up because you're, you're, the interest rates is just crazy, you know, because astronomical, you came and you're not making the payments on time already on your regular credit cards. And if that happened because you have a financial burden or difficulty, don't worry about it. You guys don't look at life like, man, I fucked up because everybody fucks up. You know, everybody fucked up one way or the other in life. Like whether you call it a fuck up or not, everybody fuck up. But it's a lesson learning, you know. Now your only step is to know is to know what's the next step. So. Pay down your debts. Um, reach out to friends and family who could actually let you get on their credit cards, who could actually not let you get their credit card, but piggyback their credit card and use information um, such as you just give them your social and they put on their, um, you know, this uh, authorized user, you know, authorized user on their credit card. And you guys just pretty much use that, you know, use that to your advantage. It'll build your trade line up and um, it'll build your credit score up and actually your rapport and your history, and you'll pretty much use it as a trade line on your credit that will pretty much give you more odds of, you know, increasing your credit. Just pay back your debts slowly but surely, but do that, take care of it. Don't really rush it because at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're comfortable with any decision you make. But creditors will give you a hard time, and lenders will give you a hard time if that's not up to par. So just take care of that, you guys. But most importantly, if you don't have the money for it, ask somebody for it, you know. And, you know, I don't know how you guys are going to work that out. But, you know, you know, you want to tell somebody, hey, can you pay this money for me? And I'm going to, you know, whatever you want to do. I don't know. I don't know, guys, but I do know that it only depends on your relationships with people. And how you're, however you're perceived now with the person that you're dealing with or going to ask, they're going to forever take that into account when you need this. So if you're buying a house and, of course, they need to sign a name on it, they need to do this and that, it kind of, it's kind of odd that you're not doing it. They're going to ask you why you can't do it. And you have to be very transparent as soon as possible because that's that's really your your end goal is to get a house, to get into real estate, create some wealth, create some equity, and get things going. So that's really the steps on FHA, man. You guys, make sure um, if you do need to rehab your house, um, FHA also offers an FHA 203K loan, which is wrapped up in one loan, but you're still putting that 3.5% down of that loan. So if you have, if you bought a house for 100 racks and you need 30K in rehab, you now you have a loan for 130,000, you still putting down 3.5% of that. And that's your amount that you'll be putting down on the house and plus closing costs and miscellaneous fees. So just little things like that, you guys. Always take advantage of the FHA. 
Use it to your advantage. You don't have to buy a house for 200000 and make it seem like you're successful. Buy something that needs a fixer-upper. Just make sure you qualify for the FHA. Get an inspector. Get a realtor on your team. And have some people who's going to actually work for you so you could get some equity going in your life. I appreciate you guys. FHA loan, man. If you guys need more help, um, DM me at Bill Nerons. I'm moist. Leave some comments and reviews on this podcast. Like I said, man, we're going up. I'm a 24-hour real estate investor and developer, man. Nobody can tell me that it's not possible. It's possible, you guys. So you guys could do it, too. I appreciate you guys and talk soon.